You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. You were a janitor at a record, at a fucking uh, studio. Yeah. Something good for ya. To this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting across from me, as always, is the one and only Captain Nunn. That's me. And we got the couch potato himself back once again, Chris Morrison. How you doing? Doing good. I'm about to break so much bullshit to you. You're such a good... <laughs> Our little merry gang of highwaymen. <laughs> At the table today. Nah, again, we're just trying to get back into the flow of regular something good episodes. Sometimes we have a guest, and then sometimes we've got, you know, people like Mikey and Chris that are regular stays on the show that we just bring in. And man, I need to do a show with Mikey eventually. Fuck, oh, I know, man. right? I was gonna say, I don't think we have done an episode with Chris and Mikey not, at the table. Not outside of a Halloween special or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that's the only... I think we did one time, but he he, he didn't say a lot because he was just heaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's, the only problem, that's the only problem I see with him, me and Mikey because I just get him going. And it's just like he, he, that silent laugh that... Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then slowly having an asthmatic attack. <laughs> Keep it up, Mikey. Keep it up. <laughs> that's what happens with a lot of folks. They'll just like breathe on the mic because they don't know what else to do. Yeah, but he'll be laughing his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, actually... The only other time, you're right, because the only other time we did that is we did a big rim round table after a show one time, and you were on it, and Mikey was there. We were all kind of like sharing microphones for different moments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we, that yeah, definitely needs to happen. I still remember that, uh, that uh, something good with Brad, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even on there. Y'all just kept asking me questions. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, how do you say that? Oh, God. It's Slobodan Milosevic, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You didn't know that? You guys don't know every fucking string of a guitar. <laughs> but you can't name an Eastern European dictator for shit. <laughs> fucking idiots. God damn. <laughs> know the real shit. <laughs> this is why I read the shit so we don't repeat it. <laughs> like that's going to happen in West Virginia. <laughs> You're like a lousy fucking uh, Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> you can play guitar, but you can't skin a buck or run a trout line. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and that's one of the fun things about you know some of those older episodes is you know we uh, we were kind of talking about this before we uh, hit record was you know is you know something good for you. This really we just get around the table and just talk bullshit. And part of that bullshit was you know talking about what we were doing in our day to day lives. And well, fuck this quarantine we haven't been doing shit <laughs> but you know part of that phone was you know hell like like we were saying we run up to the rim and you know do an episode with a big round table and you know be able to discuss what we did for the week and shit like that but it's like what you've been doing chris working like a motherfucker <laughs> so you keep getting hired and then uh for like well i don't know if uh we should be saying this out loud in case of uh, all right fair enough i literally <laughs> told them i wouldn't be working there yeah. that long. but, but now keep, i'm somehow bootstrapped with them <laughs> yeah but you keep getting like promotions like taking on these jobs you're just yep. like i'm just gonna do this until the next thing comes along yep. the quickest promotion i ever had <laughs> was a week <laughs> this was a week and a half but this was the first one was a week wow and it was an accident i think because really uh, me and ken uh ken got me on where he was working uh this catering service that ran through a factory and i was there for a week the old manager was on his way out the new guy showed up from ohio from mm-hmm. corporate 
and he was staying down here. They paid for his hotel and stuff to stay down here, and he was a drunk. Yeah. And he said, I was literally second shift help, so I'd come in at 3 in the afternoon, work till 10 o'clock, and leave. Yeah. He asked me to come in at 5 in the morning. No problem. He's like, you could take two one-hour breaks, and then you could take another break and leave at 10 o'clock. So 17-hour mm. day. I get there. He left the note on the door because I had to have keys to get in. He's yeah. like, use the other key and go ahead and count out the money for the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And go ahead and get started with the food, blah, blah, blah. Pull stuff out of the cooler. Okay, cool. This happened every day for five days, 17-hour days. Damn. I had just started. I was about to tell him to go fuck himself <laughs> when he said, hey, you know, um, we're just going to put you on first shift now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then I was on first shift, and then he didn't show up for two days in a row. And I kept opening up and closing. Mm. No one showed me how to do the paperwork. I just kind of had to assume. <laughs> I knew how to run spreadsheets. Yeah. So, that you know, we, you go, we, in high school, we learned yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I entered the spreadsheet. I printed them out. I saved them on backup drives, and mm-hmm. I left them on the desk. This woman walks by. And says, are you our new boss? <laughs> and I'm sitting there in the office just looking at fucking about $10,000. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, you need help with something? <laughs> and see, I kept the keys around my neck. and so that's where you fuck, fucked up. That's where I fucked up. I Ooh. fucked up and just did the work. Uh-huh. And God damn it. <laughs> you didn't eventually I somehow stop. Find, I somehow find places to work where it's nothing but a bunch of flakes. Uh-huh. And if you just go to work and stay the whole day, you're not a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just get promoted. <laughs> just do the I, I could have stumbled minimum. into a few of those too. Like when working at the mall and like other little yeah. brinky dink jobs I've taken. It's like within like a week, I started noticing like everyone around me dropping and then being like, you need to pick up some hours. You want, you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then before I know it, I'm like among like two or three people left that were there. Like when I started and there's like six new people around me and I'm like, I have seniority now, <laughs> you know, I've only been here a month. <laughs> like here's, here's a perfect example. I worked at a job. I was making 1480 an hour, mm-hmm. 12 hour days, three on two off, two on opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I left that job mm. because the season was over for our product and they were going to cut me down to a job and cut my pay. Yeah. So I got a job in my hometown, four tens, three day weekends, option to work a fifth day for 50 hours a week. Mm-hmm. This week I've done 52 hours of work. Right. I have watched this week alone because I worked Friday night. Mm hmm. In the five days I worked, I watched eight new employees come in and only one stay. Wow. It is a simple job. I was about to ask. I'm not asking you to build a rocket ship. Yeah. I'm not asking you to run a fucking chicken farm. I'm asking you to take a bottle of aerosol, Mm -hmm. look at it, and tell me whether or not it's fucked up. And then if it's fucked up, you put it on a table. Yeah. And then the experienced guy... We're going to fix that bottle. And that's the end, that's the end of your job. Just setting bottle, it aside. We're not asking you to fill the bottle. Yeah. We're not asking you to spray the bottle. Mm-hmm. We're just asking you to look at the bottle. Does it look good? Does it have a dent in it? And then it goes down the line. And I'm asking you to take the bottle, put it in a box, and then put that box in a bigger box, and put it on a pallet. Dude, that is not hard at all. Dude, they, I met quota. Uh, uh, I met I met their daily quota in three hours. I was going to say, a 16-year-old could their, do their, that job. Their daily job. quota, because they've so, been so short, has been three pallets. Three pallets. 
I knocked out 16 my two days. And, wow. And when they're uh, finding out what's wrong with the uh, with the with the product, are they like diagnosing what's wrong with? Are they writing out, hey, this part is no. fucked up? Nothing like no, that. No, you just put it in a box. For like, and the quality control does that fucking shit. All right, so that's kind of like what a, we did also, in my job. This is also a green company. So uh, back in the day when you had aerosol like hairspray or olive oil, or so, that's what we do. We make sunscreen mm-hmm. and bottle it. We make we do uh, uh, that fake butter you put on popcorn. Spray. Yeah, yeah. That's... We might do that olive oil spray, sunscreen, anything that's can be in an aerosol can. Dove men's body spray, body spray stuff. All those bottles are exactly the same. They just have different tops on them. Right. Okay. Well, instead of using CFCs and harmful harmful chemicals to force the chemical in there, it's just a little stem that goes in the bottle and it's yeah. wrapped with aluminum bag. And they use pneumatic air. Mm-hmm. Just air. Yeah. Keeps it going. The only problem is you can't tip the bottle upside down and spray it because it doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. But who the fuck does that? Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, so the I'm looking at the all these that bottles. Got fired. <laughs> I'm looking at all these bottles and I'm just like, what the fuck? She's like, he's like, yeah, this is our slow line. He's like, first shift only was able to do one pallet. What? One goddamn pallet? Okay, fine. Uh, I, I thought about walking out because it is a boring job. And that's yeah. mainly how, what happens. People walk out because it's boring. Right. But if you can't find something to, something to do, fuck you. Yeah. All right? It's on you. <laughs> yeah. They put me on this thing called a sleever. A plastic, plastic thing goes on, on the bottle. Mm-hmm. And it goes down the line to a heater, about 310 degrees. Right. And that's that. Okay, and it wrap it like shrink wraps. Right, and you're just basically watching it to make I'm sure shit doesn't sure, go I'm wrong. Just make sure the sleeve goes on. Right. Well, it messed up, and the guy, the operator, mm-hmm. is like, "Oh, call maintenance." I'm like, "Why?" And I reached over and turned the laser, go, mm-hmm. and flicked it, and fixed it, and fixed it, tightened the nut with my hand. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else thought of doing anything no, like that. And I they, talked to I talked to our maintenance guy, this guy Junior, great guy, Asian fellow. Yeah. No experience in maintenance. Mm-hmm. I was. How? Fuck. <laughs> All right. It's, it sounds like you're the only one that knows I literally what he's know, doing like, at this fucking place. When it comes to packaging, place. food, and items that you consume, I know everything you want to know about it. Because I have to be FDA certified. Yeah. yeah. I had to be FDA certified to put a fucking kitchen. Surf safe. Yeah. That's FDA. You know this. Mm-hmm. Don't touch shit with your bare hands. Don't spit on something. Keep your hair back. And basically, don't shit on the product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that hard. It's really not. But like, these people are fucking struggling, man. Yeah. And I'm like, I got people from like Ashley Furniture who put furniture together. And mm. like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm like, and like, dude, and like, actually, <laughs> you can put a cabinet together, but you can't do this. Ta- yeah, talking, really. about, talking about the FDA certification thing, um, you know how you have to have the uh, continuing education and, you know, retrain every so often, take the test every handful of years. Yeah. Well, um, everyone's was kind of coming up at about the same time. Uh, so. Uh, with the place I was working at, we all had that. Like, it, like, I, it was some sort of thing where like everyone in the kitchen had to like take the test to make sure we were still knowledgeable. This that, and the other. Everyone was like losing their shit about it, but like me and this other guy, we were just kind of like I even kind of asked him because I was the youngest of the crew, and I even asked him. I was like, "Is is, is the test harder than like before?" Because I remember like a couple years ago when I did this, it wasn't you know anything. He's like, "No, no, no. It's it's basic questions." I was like. 
why is everyone acting like they gotta find a new job? He's like, I don't know, but that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah, really. You they just don't want to take a test. Yeah, and it's like, and everyone passed. Yeah. Like, no one failed. And like, but, the, like, the, it was the simplest fucking questions. But, like, it was, it was shit like, if you have raw chicken on this cutting board, what should you do before chopping vegetables? Change the cutting board? <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was simple fucking questions like that. Like, basic knowledge. But, but like this job, man, is, it's so weird because I'm going through a temp service. Yeah, and they put me down as assembler, which is someone who puts stems in bottles. Right. I did that my first day. Mm-hmm. My second day, I was operating a machine. Oh goddamn! So, I mean, what that, the fuck? That seems to be the thing. Unless you work for like a corporate entity. Like, you know, like a, like, main thing I'm thinking of is, like, working at the mall, like, at a Dillard's or a South, uh, like, a Macy's or something like that. Unless you're working for something like that, as soon as you work for a spot, you're doing that job for maybe a week. And then you're doing everything else. Like, at my last job, I was initially hired on because they were going to open up a brick-and-mortar store. And they were like, you have retail experience. We want you to run one of the stores that we're going to be opening up here in, say, the next six months. But we want you on, you know, for planning. That way you can see the layout and, you know, kind of start, you know, planning it out with us. And I'm like, great. They're like, well, in the meantime, we're just going to put you on customer service. That way you can get a knowledge of the products and our customer base. Okay, fine. That's I'm going to be doing customer service anyway, running a store. So handful of months go by. I'm answering emails and phone calls, and I'm kind of asking and bugging they're like well you know we're, we're still kind of figuring that out but you know what uh we're, we're actually getting a little bit low in the back how about you help go uh pull parts someone will teach you how to pull parts so i started doing that that's how it starts and then it was mm-hmm. oh why don't you help so-and-so do that they'll teach you how to do it then i learned how to do that job that sure enough within like five months they're like yeah we're probably not going to open that retail location but and then every day i was doing something different because they're like oh you know how to do this go do this oh you know how to do that go do it it's just like motherfuck. <laughs> and the only reason I leave these jobs mm-hmm. is if they leave me high-handed. When I left the job with Ken, yeah, I only had one other person with me. Mm-hmm. A truck had just pulled in that needed to be unloaded. Yeah, I was still not in the. I was. I didn't even have time to start my dinner service. Mm-hmm. My co-chef was gone. Right in the van in the company van to go to the bank. Mm-hmm. And the corporate manager guy was there, and he was making labels <laughs> for stuff that was supposed to be made tomorrow. Right. Like, like <laughs> I looked like at him, I'm man. like, hey, man. I even asked, can you help me do the truck? He's like, well, I got to do this real quick. You know, I want, I want to make sure everything's ready for tomorrow. Okay. I can't get the other person to help me because she's about five foot tall, 100 pounds. Yeah. She's not going to be able to help me pick up a 100-pound case Potatoes. of goddamn <laughs> Meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I quit. I literally walked off yeah. the job. I wrapped my badge up. I'm like, here, I quit. And mm-hmm. the corporate guy's like, well, I'm not your manager. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Just get me out of here. I'm walking you're the fuck corporate. You, you, yeah. You're the manager of the manager. I'm letting you know. Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and right when I walked to my car, the guy with the van pulled up. And mm. I gave him the finger. And I went to my car and left. Turns out that guy was skimming money. <gasps> brand new guy was paid was paid four dollars more than me brought in turns out he was skimming money two thousand dollars ended up missing i had to be brought they wanted to bring me back in to do an audit i said go fuck yourselves he's like well you know money's been missing he's like i didn't take a dime i have no reason to come in there holy <laughs> shit damn he stayed there for like a little while longer yeah uh oh and here's the kicker uh i'm disabled uh-huh 
And they're like, oh, wait, why did Ken, uh, why did Chris walk off? You know, he could, he should have stayed, you know. And Ken snaps at him. He's like, you know, he's disabled, right? You know, he's not supposed to be doing half the shit they tell him to do. Mm-hmm. I was just want to be a dishwasher. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Wash the fucking dishes. That's all you want to do when you finally join a place. It's like you have one job in mind, and this is like, and okay, now you're going to make me fucking do everything. And I never got my raise for that place. Damn. So then I go to the next place, the cough drop place. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Candyman. Candyman. Candy <laughs> and they do the same shit with me. They float me. They put mm-hmm. me on different lines to learn different rappers. Yeah. Well, okay, I become an operator. I go from 11.40 starting. Mm-hmm. Then I go to 12.30. Mm-hmm. Then I go to 12.95. Then to 14.80 within oh, the damn. span of a month. Holy shit. That's how fast I moved up in that company. Only because you were doing your job. All because I was doing my job and I didn't bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I bitched about was the breaks. Yeah. Because it's 12-hour days and you want that break to get there. Oh, see, yeah. See, kids, that's how you keep your job. You just keep your head down and you don't bitch. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, yeah just do your fucking job and do it well. And yeah. just show up. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, half the battle. You know... There's one guy that I worked with in my last job that would, they still kept him on, but he would just, you know, flake out like once or twice a week. They mm-hmm. wouldn't do anything to him, and he yeah. just kept doing it. Everybody would wonder, where the fuck is such and such? Oh, and this is what would piss me off. So, you know, listeners know I don't have a car. I take Uber and the bus everywhere. And public transit can be unreliable depending on traffic and, you know, the bus had a problem. There's there's no multitude of things that can cause a bus yeah. to be late. And my previous employer knew that was the case from day one. Like, during the interview, they asked, do you have reliable transportation? I said, well, I take public transit, but I usually try to catch one that gets me here at least 15 to 20 minutes early. You know, but before that, it's going to be like an hour early. So, like, I I will always try to be there on the 15 to 30 minute one early. And he's like, okay. And nine times out of ten actually even more than that like very often the bus was always on time and i was always there early get there make my cup of coffee pedal around for a little bit go clock in go work you know one or two times i was late like the second time i was late in the span of like maybe a year as soon as i come in and i like text the boss that i'm gonna heading in i'm like send photo of like the bus itself we were like in traffic so i send a photo of the traffic me on the bus send him a text and i'm like hey we're caught in traffic i'm on my way and he just replies okay that's all he says it's just okay well i come in and he's like you're late i'm like I know. I said, I'm sorry. I, I really had no control over that. He's like, well, I'm sick and tired of you being late. I'm like, I had no control over this, man. I'm sorry. And I'm like, like I'm like kind of brushing him off as I'm like going to the back, like trying to work because that's just kind of the weird dynamic this place yeah. kind of had set up anyway with the boss. So I'm just kind of like, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to work. You know, that kind of thing is I'm like going around the corner. He's like, no, fucking clock out and go home. I turn around, look at him. I'm like, excuse me? He goes, you don't, clearly don't give a shit or you would have been here on time. And Even I wa- though you just told him exactly what you told uh, us and, and you did the right thing. Yeah. Like, when my boss <laughs> gets, my, when my bosses would get on to folks about being late, they would, we would, you know, they tell us to do the exact same thing that you just said that yeah, you did. Let you take, us, at least let us know yeah. and you won't get in trouble for exactly. it. Exactly. So what was his fucking problem that day? I should have picked an earlier bus. 
And I told him, I said, it's the same one I pick every fucking time when I'm here 30 minutes early. I said, I'm sorry that I'm fucking 30 minutes late because we got caught in traffic. Like, literally, we were caught in traffic for almost an hour. It was one of those fucked up Charlotte mornings that we have. It was one of those. Like, there was, there was like, construction and then an accident to where basically nothing could get fucking by. All and on people were having to <laughs> Yes, and we were literally having to back up like they were having to back up traffic a block and reroute it was that fucking wow. bad i've never seen that i've seen some fucked up shit well, on because it was like in the middle of downtown and they're trying and they were trying to do that construction and they're wound up being a fucking fender bender on one of the one fucking lanes they had open so they like literally had to find ways to like get people to back up or turn around and like wiggle their way out of this one way street just so we could get our way out. So it was like an hour-long ordeal. So I'm sorry, I'm 30 minutes like, fucking clock out. And it's like, literally, if I had had, I had in my, like, I, I was walking out the door looking at my phone, I had my bank account up. And it's like, if I had had two more grand in my account, I would have just turned to right fucking round, walk right into my office, grab my handful of little things, and just been like, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah. But it's like it was literally at that point in time in my life where I'm like, I'm kind of paycheck to paycheck. I don't know where yeah. I'm going to go from here. I'm going to eat it a little longer, but oh my God, fuck this guy. <laughs> I've never been late. Yeah. Ever. But, so that place, the candy place I worked at. Yep. We worked second shift, mm -hmm. 12 hours, so we would get there at 6 o'clock at night mm -hmm. and leave at 6 in the morning. The problem was I worked for this company yeah. under the main company. Okay, got it. So my representatives aren't there at 6 o'clock. They leave at 5. Right. So they have a whole nest of fucking temporaries working in this factory with no representation, no knowledge of where they're going to go. Mm -hmm. I knew where I was going to go. I was already assigned. However... Season kicks down. Not reason for to eat cough drops in March through no, not May. So much. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, from like March to about October, there's no reason to eat fucking cough drops. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I go. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna put you on bottling. No problem. Not a big okay. deal. As, as long as I'm not palletizing. Yeah. Heavy ass boxes on tiny ass pallets. Yeah. Not conducive to. Oh yeah. What you said earlier. Disabled. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Shouldn't be doing that. So I tell them that. Yep. Okay, they put me on a line. I'm doing support. It's mm -hmm. very slow. I'm helping them run a machine. I figure out the machine, how it works. Lady goes to break. I run the machine. Ran just fine. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to make me operator on this machine. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm training on this machine. A week in, I'm pretty much certified to run this fucking machine. I just haven't done the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> so I come back. They're like, hey, we're taking you off this line. Okay. Okay. We're going to put you on this line. Doing what? Oh, packing. Oh, no. Mm, 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 mm. Well, the robot's down. I'm not a fucking robot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's literally an arm robot that picks up boxes and put it on the pallet. Yeah. That's it. The arm isn't working. I'm like, too fucking bad. I did, did it for three hours. Did, did I say my name was Beep Boop or Chris yeah. Morrison? Yeah, like, <laughs> I did it for three hours. I kept up, but I'm just sweating. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm burning the There's a up. reason there's a robot arm for this. Yeah. These like big packages and yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, about... Uh, 30-pound boxes. And that'll add up for... Shit. Yeah, especially on my height. 30-pound boxes, my height. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Think about, like, Chinese water, water torture. They're not waterboarding you. They're just doing tiny little yeah. drops of water, and then but, it just fucking gets to you, and that's what those boxes do to you. But I tell the lady, mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm going to break. And I walked out. <coughs> I walked out. I came back the next day. Mm -hmm. 
uh, where am I going? He's like, well, that line's shut down. And the guy looks me dead in the face and mm. says, well, go home. No work. Go home. So the place I work for yeah. has a policy. If you get sent home, you get automatic two hours. Okay. okay. I call next mm. day. I was like, hey, is my job available? Is there is there work for me available? Not palletized. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, just come on in. Mm. Nope. Machine broke down an hour before I got there. God damn. That sounds like horseshit. So but. Then I was off for the next three days. Right. So I get paid for four hours for two days, and I'm off three days. Mm. And then I call back, and they're like, hey, uh, I need to go back to where I was. Yeah. He's like, well, we've let five people go per line because, you know, we went from 12 hours to eight hours. I'm like, can you train me to be something else? Yeah. Be a cooker, mm-hmm. uniplast operator, which puts imprints candy. Right. And shoots it out like a goddamn bullet. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we, we have all the uniplast. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take today then. Yeah. Okay. Call me. If my job comes back up. Yeah. Or if bottling comes back up where I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope. Damn. I went two weeks without work. Wow. Almost well, a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Without work. And I just never went back. Yeah. The midweek of the week I was off, I found a new job. I found this job. Yeah, yeah. It took me two days to find a job. Hell yeah. Nice. And that's the only reason I, that's the only reason I quit. Is because if I know I can get a job very quickly, exactly, and and that's the only reason I didn't immediately just turn around and, and give him the fucking, fucking finger at that moment. You know what's crazy? I'm doing good at this job. I'll probably get a raise very soon, mm-hmm. but I will probably quit this job <laughs> to do a job from home. Chris is just a job whore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Over the past year, uh, if dude, if I had the how stacked is that resume? Oh my god! <laughs> if, I had the, if I had the enthusiasm. And the patience, I'd be an Uber driver. Yeah. But I would carry a gun. <laughs> that's, that's when you should be like, you don't talk to me. I wouldn't say a fucking word, man. I know, I just leaned in I'd there. I'd be like, hey, here's your stop. This is where you get up. This is where you get up. <laughs> this is your stop, motherfucker. If you want a water, just ask. <laughs> I said, get the fuck, fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I oh, still... you see that sign? And he's not welcome. Okay. <laughs> I, I still think about the uh, the uh, meme that I sent you forever ago that you said you still love the uh, oh the Uber driver uh, uh, just black your Uber driver pulls up an old eighties pickup truck blasts <laughs> Travis Tritt saying hell yeah Tritt. everything you say uh, I, yeah. I was just like that is Chris as an Uber oh, man, driver if I had bought a fucking new Rogue man I would have bought a fucking pickup oh yeah <laughs> it's a great day because I because like, like, Confederate Railroad Confederate I like my girls with trash style it's <laughs> <laughs> like because I really could just imagine you rolling up hey brother where you going <laughs> oh, man i tell you like if, oh if, shit man hop in the truck hell yeah get on, on get uh, on in brother <laughs> uh, scott had mm-hmm. asked me to drive for a band because mm-hmm. they didn't have nobody to drive them right i said well man my vehicle he's like no 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 you'll be driving their bus yeah and it was a bus it was a legitimate bus mm-hmm. not that not a tiny one yeah yeah but uh i called the guy he's like hey man do you i heard you need somebody he's like oh yeah he's like all right how long and I had a job at this point. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like Ken. I wasn't like leaving my job for long periods of time <laughs> and like getting back begging for my fucking job. <laughs> but I was like, how long are we doing? He's like, oh, we're going from uh, Florida through uh, the Gulf, through Texas, uh, Albuquerque, San Diego. A full on tour. Yeah. 
So yeah. it was going to be like three weeks kind of thing. Oh, longer. Oh, okay. Because he wanted to go back up north. Oh, okay. I thought he, he was just he was making the... Full, he was doing a full circle. Oh, God. I thought he was just kind of cutting the line yeah, and kind of cutting back nah, a little. because he said after we get out of San Diego, cut through L.A. to Portland and Seattle. Oh, shit. And he's like, and then what, motherfucker? Because yeah. there's nothing in between. The so, north. Yeah. We're going to go through We're Montana. Going to the Badlands. <laughs> you want to drive through the fucking Badlands of South Dakota, you motherfucker? You psycho. Yeah. Because I don't own a gun at this point. I don't have a gun. <laughs> because, like, when you're explaining that, I was thinking, like, he's kind of, like, shooting a line to California and then, like, kind of crossing that line back for, like, a like you know, alternate dates no, in he, other uh, cities he didn't He hit. said it would be about a month and a half. <sighs> he said, uh, all right. I'm like, well, is there is the money guaranteed? Mm-hmm. He said, not exactly. He Ooh. said, I could give you 25% of it up front. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and depending on how our shows go. Um, so you don't have backing. You're just going in blind. Uh-huh. He's like, no, we have the venue slide up. And what happens if you have to miss one? I was going to say, because shows get canceled. I'm like, I'm not a fucking mechanic. I could take care of it. I could stick my fat fucking arms <laughs> in the tiny engine of a fucking RV, I bet I could do it for a bus. Yeah. But that's going to be a one-time thing. <laughs> yeah. You, you and, pay me to drive, not uh, to and, and here's <laughs> the thing, too, is like, especially if that guy was like, oh, we've got venues lined up, venues lined up, and guarantees are very different things. Yeah. The fill-ins can get venues lined up. We can get venues lined up all fucking day. Man, if I can, uh, but if I can, can I can I promise that we're gonna get guarantees from no. this random venue in fucking Colorado we've never played? If I no. can, if I can get like when things open back up, mm-hmm. I would do a Uber type situation from Rock Hill to Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know. Cut through, cut through, like the rim for another show. Stay yeah, for the night yeah, and drive yeah. to Pittsburgh, and then maybe a little bit farther. But uh-huh. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like a direct line from Atlanta to there. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of actually, kind of local stuff. Um, but like I bands that it- want to go, we go up and down to venues mm-hmm. and experience out of state venues. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's kind of what I was leading into. Is uh, I think it wound up getting confirmed, but 99 percent sure we're going to wind up getting an Amtrak from Atlanta to Charlotte. So basically just kind of like a one-way, of course, with stops in the middle, but like a one-way boop, boop from here to Atlanta through a train system. Nice. So I I think that's going to be pretty fun, like having like an easier way. That's one thing I want to try to do is like like ride a train across country because it's only like 280 bucks. See, and exactly. (laughs) Here's the thing. It's only 280 bucks to do that, but then it's like $100 just to go a couple states away. Yeah. It's like it's the actual cost of getting on the train is the expensive part, and then it's like the further you go, it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've actually looked at train prices, and yeah, they're fucking ridiculous like, prices for what they it, are. Like, just seeing the country, you know, just say, hey, we're young and we still have, we're still able to see it, yeah, and enjoy it. Be like, oh man, I've been there, I've been there, I've mm-hmm. been there. Like a buddy of mine wants me to drive him to Texas soon, and I'm just like, I could do it, yeah. Just gotta it, make it worth your while. It's just it's outside of fucking Fort Worth, man, and that's a drive, brother. It's like a thirteen hour drive. I will say though, uh, I, when know, I, was, I was gonna ask, I was telling them, are we gonna stop at Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say though, when I was on tour with any scene running merch, yeah. um, it was a, through a Texas run, and places like Austin and San Antonio, really cool spots. Oh man, big music scene in Austin. Oh yeah, and um, Dallas was nice too. Yeah. I like Dallas. 
So, I like I, so, a lot too. so, so the little bit of Texas we got to see—that that was a, that was a pretty fun experience. <laughs> Do what? Pony Express. Yeah. <laughs> Southern Methodist. Southern Methodist. But I've talked to Uber drivers that have like you know they've done the whole Virginia fucking runs like from here, like Uber Black and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the whole story would be like, yeah, this girl was drunk and then wanted to go you know tell her boyfriend in Virginia something, so I made that run. I'm like, you did what? They got paid for it though, didn't they? Yeah, they oh, get yeah. paid for it. Of course. Well, that happened to a guy in West Virginia. A really? Guy, yeah, he was in uh. He went to a wedding in like Baltimore. Oh yeah, I remember hearing and, about uh, that. He, he took an Uber Black, mm-hmm. like a Lexus. Yeah, so it's already or, the expensive uh, like a, version. Or was it like a Porsche Cayenne or something like that, like yeah. a big SUV? Yeah, and, because of if I know a lot of folks have used Uber, but a cab doesn't use it at least as much. Uber X is like anyone fucking picking you up and whatever that passes for Uber standards, you know, to go drop your ass off. But if you pick up like the Uber Black or the something like that. That's exactly what he's saying. They pick you up in the nice car, mm-hmm. but there's a higher charge for it anyway. My vehicle doesn't meet standards for Uber Black. Uh, really? Yeah. 2019. Oh, models. so they have to have it new, new, no, new. No, no, It just has to be a certain model. Oh, okay. Like they won't use a road. They won't use Nissan. They'll use Lexus or mm. Porsche Cayenne or something like that. Got it, got Cadillac. it. But no, the dude, poor bastard, he's, he gave he was fucked up. Yep. Gave the dude his license. Like, I want to go home. And he lived in like... Hoover, Kentucky, which is like right beside the Shenandoah. So the guy cut across fucking uh, fucking uh, Maryland, Virginia, and he said like it cost him like two thousand dollars. God damn! And the guy's like, "Well, I paid it." You know, he did take me home, and he tipped him very well. And the guy's like, they asked him what was it like. He's like, "Man, I cut through the Shenandoah right when the morning hit. Man, it was beautiful." <laughs> See, all and right. that is that is that is a beautiful drive because I can't sure it is. On that. All right, so 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 here's let let me ask this kind of dilemma because all of us here. I think Cap too has all worked uh, some like some sort of either food service or service industry job where we deal with the public. Absolutely, it should be mandatory for every American. I think so. Exactly. So we we've all kind of done that job. So uh, with the policies of Uber is yes, they do take a percentage, but the majority of your trip is given to the driver, and then of course one hundred percent of the tip is also given. So if you just finished taking a two thousand dollar trip. You know that driver is going to be paid at least eighty percent of that minimum. Yeah, a little, a little north of fifteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. Do you still tip? Because yeah. it feels like that is the tip. Well, like from what I understand, <laughs> from what I understand, like there's automatic percentages that you can put in, kind of like when you get a pizza delivered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like three hundred dollars, uh, a three hundred dollar tip with like you know fifteen twenty percent, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm sitting here going. I'm like, if they're already getting like well over a grand, like, is the tip even necessary? Yeah. If I was shit faced and that man did that, uh huh. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as the end user, like for instance, I've got fuck you money, okay, and I decide I'm not drunk. I just decide that's fuck the best it. money in the world, folks. Fuck I know, money. I love it. But no, I've got fuck you money, and I decide, fuck it, I'm going to take an Uber from here to, you know, somewhere in Virginia. And my, my tab ends up being, you know, 2500 I feel like I've already done the service for the guy because I know how much gas costs to go from that place to that place. That's under $100 worth of gas. And you've gotten paid over $1,000 to and do that, this that trip. Right there, that right there is the only reason I don't do it. Uh-huh. Is because wear and tear on the car yeah and time everybody forgets that when you get a job you're selling your time yeah Mm -hmm. and what do you value your time at they tell teenagers i would value my time for a couple hour drive to be a couple grand yeah (laughs) because you still gotta drive back 
Yep. That's still now a couple grand in my now, pocket. But yeah, but you can catch a few rides down, like people like mm-hmm. here and there and somehow get home. Yeah. But I see it as anytime I start a job, is my time available at this price? So yes. Like right now I'm making like north of thirteen, which could be back to my old rate within mm-hmm. the end of the month. Yeah. I accept that as my time. Mm-hmm. Now I have been paid north of twenty dollars an hour for certain jobs. Yeah. But I think I think that's another problem. You know, we see people in the service industry they just give up and say, "Fine, the seven seventy was it seven seventy five now?" I think it's still seven twenty five. Fuck. Yeah. That was like yeah. that was my first job. Because <laughs> I was gonna say I, I think it's either I think it's either still seven twenty five or either eight twenty five. One of the two. No, but it's I feel like it's a seven. It's seven. Yeah. yeah. Seven okay. Then yeah, it's seven twenty five. But. Cap, look it up. I don't want to be wrong. But <laughs> that was that, that was price in two thousand eight. Yeah. And gas was four dollars a gallon. Man, I remember that shit. It, I I was living in Virginia at the time, and Virginia already has higher gas prices. Was it, is it seven twenty five? Seven twenty five for North Carolina. Yeah, because I remember they were proposing like what eight fifteen or something for a while, and it dude, didn't go through. Dude, the whole fifteen dollars an hour is a low ball. Yeah, there's no reason it should be that fucking low yeah. at fifteen. It's supposed to, it should be about seventeen seventy five uh, at for to live because everybody forgets you're supposed to. Work to live, not live to work. Yeah, and yeah, inflation keeps going up. But like, and they talk about that, like, oh well, prices was to go up. No, they've already inflated. Mm-hmm. All right, there's no reason. Like, oh, you know, people are like, why? Why does a guy who makes burgers, you know, at McDonald's, mm-hmm. uh, have to make fifteen dollars an hour? Because in this country, we have a standard called the standard of living. Yeah, and he's below that. Honestly, and, I, and, it, and it's fucked up that we have these conversations too. Like, you know, why does the guy that flips burgers, you know, is, is his job more important than, say, you know, the guy that works at the bank? See, that's the thing. That shouldn't be part of the conversation. It shouldn't be, but it's it not, is. It's not, it's not about importance of the job. It's about the job is a job. Yeah. Every time. Yep. Now, we undercut teachers. They need to be paid more. We undercut nurses. They need to be paid more. Mm. We undercut, what was the word? Uh, Ness, uh, essential workers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is an essential worker? Well, grocery Nurses stores, and teachers. Grocery stores, teachers. Well, during doctors. COVID lockdown, fucking everyone was an essential worker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> service industry. The service industry yeah. kept us going. Oh, I can't go to this restaurant. Well, I'll have it, you know. Sent to me. GoPuff, mm-hmm. Instacart, Postmates. And dude, Postmates, out the gate. I was already ready to equip. We're ready for this. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All they did was did court documents for the longest time. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I just see it as, you know, the gig economy is all this. But there is no standard rate for the gig economy now. No, it's it's all freelance. It's all, all, yeah, service industry. Mm -hmm. It's what tip, it's what uh, waitresses and waitresses get, server server pay, which is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Which is, I think server pays $2.75 an hour. It's it's what is... 13. Yeah. yeah, and then it's tips. Yep. And then the 213 is like literally to cover taxes. Yeah. And like the whole problem I have with that is, you know, oh, if we have to pay them regularly, we have to raise the prices. Motherfucker, the steak is already $26. I, okay, I was, I was holding <laughs> yeah. on to that one. So I, I 100% agree wholeheartedly with what you said, meaning the inflation has already happened. You know, so the wages just need to come up to match the inflation. But you can't deny the fact that people are still going to raise the prices of basic essential goods out of response. 
Oh, here, here, here's the problem with that. So, not out of because they have to, but out of response to oh well, there's more money out there. The price of milk is now going to go up. This price of bread is now going to go up. Okay, so the response is you, you, the the causality is okay. We're going to experience another inflation. Mm-hmm. How bad would the inflation be from seven dollars to fifteen, which is a one hundred percent over one hundred percent bump in pay? Yeah. Milk costs somewhere between two and four dollars. Mm-hmm. The first store to jump a hundred percent to eight dollars, the manager is going to be flayed alive, and the store will be burned down. <laughs> At first, <laughs> the, there is what's called a base rate. Mm-hmm. See, th- th- this was the problem. Like, like, let's take this keychain. This keychain costs probably a penny to make. Yeah. Okay. If I pay the worker. A percentage more the product is still the same mm-hmm. the raw product parts are still the same exactly there's no reason to raise the price now well so well the the only point the, the causality o- i've heard people making would be so even though the cost of the material hasn't raised the overall boss to yeah. the guy that makes the keychain now has to pay the guy that makes the keychain more yeah. money. So he's going to raise the cost of the keychain to offset the fact that the cost of material may be the same, but now he's got to pay his employee more, so he's going to charge more for the, the pro- product. The problem is there's a it backslides justification for top man, mm-hmm. low man, mm-hmm. low man. Why makes, am I the low man? Because you're from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just gonna go. I wasn't gonna say who was who. I was just ro- letting Chris roll with his analogy. I knew okay. there was nothing personal in it. You yeah, make a hundred dollars no. a week. Yeah. How many multiples do you deserve? What do you mean? Okay, so at one point in this country, the 1950s, mm-hmm. which is a, a great time <laughs> for for uh, <clears throat> white folk, <laughs> uh, was I could take a minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. Buy a house, and just me and my wife and two yeah. kids, and she doesn't have to work. No, that's exactly right. She don't have to work now. If she did. We have double the income. Yep. Now we have money to pay the interest for the government loan to send my kids to college. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's think about what happened between now and then. The government doesn't do loans on colleges no more. They let private business do it. Mm-hmm. There's a kick in the nuts. Uh, <laughs> a $25,000 house after inflation would be $55,000 now, which is now $250,000 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the inflation already fucking happened. Yeah. So what's going to happen is if you don't pay people those essential services, they're going to quit. Mm-hmm. And we're about nine meals. All right. So uh, uh, the economist uh, from... Uh, Forbes said every American is about nine meals away from murdering their boss or someone in charge. <laughs> Think about saying nine meals. Three days. Three days, yeah. If this country goes to shit for three whole days, it's time to start killing people. <laughs> like, and I mean, I'm not talking about, oh, you know, uh, protests and stuff like that. I'm talking about a full on major depression event. Yeah. Where our lowest common denominator of wage can no longer live. Mm-hmm. And we're right there at the cusp. We're right there. Yeah. Okay. I make 13 something an hour. I can't live by myself. Yeah. 
I can't afford power, water, a house, mm -hmm. an apartment, especially a down payment on an apartment. I can afford my car, mm -hmm. but it's illegal for me to live in my car. Yeah. It's illegal for me to sleep in my car. Mm -hmm. I feel like the song at the end of the episode is going to be Liberty from Dirtbag Love Affairs. It <laughs> right? fits in with all of this but, so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is like something good for you, but this is going to be something real for you. Okay, something real for you. And that's going to be the title of the episode, something real for you with Chris Morrison. <laughs> but that whole thing that we hear is, oh, stuff is going to go up in money, go up in cost. No. If that company raises their prices 100%, then we know where they stand. Yeah. Okay. And those companies can die on the vine. Okay. They're already making like. Now, what if they go the flip side and just cut people? Okay. Now, automation. This goes to the automation argument. Mm -hmm. so, now, real quick before we go into that one. I want to clarify, I'm playing devil's advocate. I've been sitting here the entire time nodding along with Chris when he winds up replying to something. Yeah. This is an audio medium. I'm totally playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> and I'm not an economics expert myself either. Yeah, it's just so, fun. It's, for me, it's fun to listen to and talk we've about. We've already heard what you said about South Africa and slavery, so you should, we hey, know where you hey, stand. Hey, don't you put words in my mouth. <laughs> Stop putting words out of your mouth. Whatever. <laughs> I heard what you said. <laughs> Just because I'm from Tennessee, <laughs> slavery's cool. <laughs> but no, like we're we're about to end up back in uh, the old Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, West Virginia days of company-owned stuff. Well, oh, welcome down. This is your company house. This is the company store. Here's your company money. Well, we're seeing a lot of uh, folks that are like taking, you know, that role, putting that role upon themselves, and doing their uh, own DIY business, and you know, find their, their ways to skirt around that as much yeah. as they possibly and, and can. And I always look, I always look at this as uh, so manufacturing is almost out the door in yeah. America. You know, everybody says, "Oh, America doesn't make anything." Not exactly, uh, but we don't make as much as we used to. Mm. However, profits are high. Yeah. Production is high. Mm -hmm. What about with tech, though? Yeah, every, everything. No, dude. Everything is up here. I'm talking about, and this, is, and this goes as a global market, as too, but China and the United States biggest consumers. Yeah. So the economy's bent to the wheel of those two countries. Yeah. So, and they're both, and we're both consumers. Yeah. And we're, we're going to end up in a trap eventually, both countries, like a stalemate of consumerism, but I'm not too worried because they're still communists. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so. Profits are high. Mm. Okay, at an all-time high. Disgustingly high. Production is high. Okay? Mm. Automation helps that, but automation isn't the answer. What they're doing is they're working hard workers more, more hours. Mm -hmm. They're putting in more time and paying the employee less. Unless so, it's robot arms. Unless it's Even then, dude, those things break. Yeah. Every fucking day. Mm. And I was going to say, now you've actually worked in a field where you've actually dealt with the automation. But here's the thing. They need a guy to fix it. Yeah. I know. That was always my argument when people are talking about, oh, you know, robots are going to replace, you know, McDonald's workers. I'm like, you really think those things are going to run by themselves the whole time? You still got to have a dude back there half paying attention to Instagram, half paying attention and to the robot. Have, yeah. And, and, and another argument that's used against $15 or a higher minimum wage is, oh, but I make $15 now. Are you saying I, I the same as a fucking 
15 from a Burger King? No. You're being underpaid too, you dumb fuck. And yeah. That's, and that's what I want to tell everybody. We're all getting bugged. It doesn't all, matter what job you're in. You're getting shafted no matter what. The only thing that, the only way, the only thing that uh, where profits are high and the wage is high is in illegal activities. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. only place where the economy makes sense. Yeah. Like if you sell weed, the economy if makes sense. If I sold sense. cigarettes to third graders, I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> you, ever talk, you ever talk economics with like weed dealers? Oh, They're on it. They are. <laughs> Even like, Let's say broader, like Coke and heroin dealers. Yeah. They know where they stand in the economy. Yeah. They're in a business that's never got recession proof. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it may be in the worst business, but. Hardcore narcotics, alcohol, tobacco, yeah. firearms, explosives. Recession proof, and, motherfucker. And, and dude, yep. and exactly what you said. There's a fireworks shop I have visited uh, regularly uh, on the, near Myrtle Beach since I was a Myrtle child. Beach, Myrtle Beach, goddamn fucking Myrtle Beach and fireworks. And dude, it's the same <laughs> baby. F- fucking Sparkies, man. Sparkies have been there for fucking ever, and Sparkies will never go away because all they sell is goddamn fireworks and trinkets. Yeah. And that shit, people, and no that matter. Is Myrtle Beach to a T. It is, and it does not matter if you were down to your last ten dollars you get the right customer in there they're gonna spend that five dollars on a smoke bomb yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it just bothers me because at some point in this country and this is even before our parents mm-hmm. all right I'm not blaming the generation before us I'm blaming the generation before them yeah okay that boomer generation the one that's dying off <laughs> yes and I can't be fast enough <laughs> 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 the problem is the big shift was in like uh, 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerald Ford, or is it 1974? That'd 1974. Nixon, Nixon still, right? Uh, 1974. Gerald Ford uh, eliminated. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, the, the, the audio on that's hilarious. Cap asked you a question. Cap gives the year one more time, then you just hear. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ford was president in uh, 1974. Well, that was his first year. Yep. Well, during that time... Cong- okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> All right. So, during that time, Congress got rid of, uh, basically, student loans from the government. Yeah. All right. And, and, like, so, if you got a loan from the government, the interest is capped. Now you get, but now you get student loans from the university and shit like well, that. Well, here, here's why: because they had to step in. Yeah, private company. This is what happens when you privatize a government program; it goes to shit. Mm-hmm. You know what it was like before the government stepped in and created fire departments? Mm. You, you all know the history of that? Not at all. You needed a special brick on your fucking house with a little placard that said, "Oh, I'm represented by the fire department one two three. They're represented by one two two. If their house burns down and my catches fire, I have to wait for my fire department to get there. They're oh, not gonna wow. Put, they're not going to put their fucking house out. They're going to put my house out. Wow. They will sit there and watch them burn to you death. Get, you get your own fire department. Yes, but they do not put that house out. That's crazy. That's how it used to be. Wow. There used to be brawls. I'm talking about gangland fights over who was putting out a fucking house in New York City while people were among running fi- in, Among fire departments and yeah, shit like that? While people were running in the house, ransacking the house. While the poor lady and her fucking kids are watching the shit burn down. And watching, stolen. Watching a bunch of fucking Mick Irish going in there and taking their fucking shit. <laughs> now, meanwhile, the fucking thugs that were the fire department were arguing, or who has the most water? Who can put it out? So it's like gangs of New York or some yeah. shit. Well, That's well, exactly me, what that shows. Well, let me ask you this. Do you also think that 
they, and I use the imperial they, the, the overarching they, are... <laughs> the reptilians. Yes. Are a bit apprehensive to really do that minimum wage because of what they see is happening with the stock market with stimulus checks. You give ordinary people more so, money and look what happens what they do to the stock market. The stock market increases. But it's fucking hedge fund owners, the people well, that own a lot of money, the people that control the money. Well, here's, here's your thing. Either the stock market goes up or it goes down. Mm-hmm. Are you affected by the stock market as of now? Not, not no, but the people that are affected hold on, hold on. also control money. How many people do you know? Do you know mm-hmm. have their four hundred one ks wrapped up in hedge funds and not IRAs? Yeah, no. Do you know anyone that makes over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a why, year? Why I don't pay attention to their income, but you possibly, would know them possibly. If they did Poss- I'm, then I possibly do. Do you know ten of them? Not ten of them. No. Okay, fuck them. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Like if you make if you make over if you make so close to a million dollars a year you're going to be okay yeah but the whole stock market needs i think we talked about this financial velocity mm-hmm. is what this country runs on which is you pay me a dollar do something i spend that dollar give it to him he spends it gives it to you yeah money's got to move exactly yeah. okay it's, it's not moving anymore Mm-mm. because people are afraid to spend it well not it's not us though us is not the problem of afraid it's to spend the, it. It's the guys. It's the hedge fund owners. Well, it's not, not even them. It's even higher than that. It's the people who want to make a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos has, <laughs> what, I think north of $800 billion. You think he's giving any of that money away to anybody? Why the fuck does he need that? I saw a meme that was like, Jeff Bezos is worth over this amount of money. How do we sell him? <laughs> <laughs> but how can you justify someone making disgusting amounts of money i would like somebody i would like somebody i kind of want to keep it on track because i have a kind of an idea on this so the reason i brought that up is so for instance people got their stimulus checks and through like the reddit wall street bets kind of reddit subreddits they were able to manipulate the game stock a game a game (laughs) stop stock to screw hedge fund guys that were trying to sell it at cheap they wound up screwing them and causing them to lose a lot of money. Good. Exactly. <laughs> it is a good thing. I don't, don't, I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you on that. But the reason they were able to do that is people were using their stimulus checks to roll that into like TD Ameritrade and Robin Hood and shit like that to buy these stocks. And they started screwing the higher up, the people with a shit ton of money out of a lot of their investments. And they were losing money because they were causing it to go up so much. And then these ordinary people then were flipping it, selling it, and then getting themselves a lot of money in return. Basically Robin Hooding it, so, and so to speak, taking it from the rich mm-hmm. and getting it from themselves. So I wonder if there's a fear because these people that do the hedge fund operations are the ones that also control large corporations like Macy's and shit like that, that control how much their workers get paid. They see all of a sudden, oh, these little people, as soon as they get money, have the potential of screwing me out of money and investments. Fuck that. We're not giving them extra money. We're not raising our wages. We're not going to give them more power in the stock market to let them fuck us out of more money. Well, I wonder some, if there's, there's that there's sort of fix fear. To that. Pause the hedge fund, but then they lose money. No, they hold money. They pause it. You know how a hedge fund works? Well, yes, if, but it, but in their it's terms, bet. it's a bit. But in their terms, if they're stagnant, they're losing money. 
but they still hold liquidation. Yeah. See, that's the only thing about hedge funds that are really fucked up in Wall Street. They have a large liquidation yeah. pool, a, a slush fund. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing stopping them from doing for hedging blue chip stock, which fourteen dollars ain't gonna buy. No. So like IBM, Dell, fucking Microsoft, Apple, all that stuff. Uh, all that showed to me was mm-hmm. with, with the stock market was oh it was you could play the stock market go ahead and then when they did mm-hmm. and fucked the big guy the big guy's like okay and you made saying, me lose a dollar <laughs> go fuck yourself because that's what it was to them yeah. now you it's billions of dollars to them it's a dollar yeah exactly and we're seeing this happen and and they lose the dollar and now they're gonna make a law saying oh no we're gonna limit the number of stocks that someone at this income level now do you now do you think if they tried to this is all big hearsay but if do you think if they tried to enact that sort of law we would have the same sort of outrage as if we raise minimum wage and then all of a sudden the gas the price of a gallon of milk goes to six or seven dollars under this president, I don't see that happening. Yeah. But the next president will happen. Yeah. Because I was going to mm-hmm. say, it feels like the same sort of public reaction would happen if they were like, wait a minute. The government is literally now trying to limit us as citizens yeah. for how much money we can try to make in a free market. Well, that, that's the thing. It's not a free market. It, but they try to perceive oh, yeah. it as see, a free market. A free market would let me make a company, pay my employees a certain amount of money, so they become customers of my product. Yeah. Like Henry Ford did. Yeah. Henry Ford created a factory. He paid them enough money so they could buy a Model T, which doubled the number of people who wanted to buy a fucking Model T and could actually afford one. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why he became one of the biggest fucking car makers in this country. Chevy Brothers did it. Dodge Brothers did it. They all fucking did it yeah. until they created a seatbelts. But, <laughs> 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 but that's a Ralph Nader situation. <laughs> but, but the wild thing is that we're seeing all this happen in real time. It's going to get worse. Exactly. Well, that it's been that way since, you know, Everybody got on Facebook and started watching all the fucked up shit that everybody's talking about happen in real time, whether that's our leaders or through the. Uh, well, you, you know, we talk about you know police brutality a lot, and that, that too. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's getting worse." No, we're it, seeing it more. Yeah, it's exactly. Seen, you know, it's like we, that's always been there. We are the video generation. You know? Yeah, we we are recording constantly, and if you're listening to this, do it. If you see something fucked up, record it. I yeah. don't care how bad your fucking phone is. Yeah, It'll record come that through. shit. And eventually, it's going to get to the point where, oh, no, you're not allowed to record. Mm-hmm. I think they're uh, already doing that with yeah. uh, police departments. Yeah. You're explaining that uh, because of, like, uh, we were talking earlier about, because um, we were just talking about, like, g- general network stuff and different things we could do. And one of the things we wanted to try to do, and I was like, well, we couldn't really do it through Facebook because of copyright strikes and shit like that. And then you were explaining how cops are playing music, uh-huh. licensed music, while they're being filmed. So the film can't be released on a public form mm-hmm. but that leaves the market open now we leave the market open to create a public forum mm-hmm. that doesn't have to obey trademark laws but unfortunately that wouldn't really be able to happen but that's not right now see there are there are social networking sites that are in the united states yeah that have no trademark policy um uh, I can't but, pronounce but the, it. But the problem winds up running into, so so for instance, so if there's those kind of apps or websites that, you know, don't have to follow those trademark policies, they immediately get removed from, like, the Android and iOS app stores, or yeah. they get banned from ISPs and stuff yeah. like that. So it, that basically, the only way for a website to protect themselves from getting sued 
for any of that kind of stuff is by following that. Now, the only way I could see that wind up happening is so the way we've even have the music copyright restrictions now is large music organizations like Warner, Sony, BMI, stuff like that. They all kind of got together and kind of decided how they're going to copyright music for yeah. a new digital age and including streaming and shit like that. I, the only way I could see that changing is if that law had some sort of amendment. If it was like, if it has to do with a blank activity kind of thing, then it's allowed. Well, well right now we're dealing with the whole uh, maritime type law when it comes to technology because the government hasn't kept up. Nope, no. not at all. So we're not we're in, yet. We're in the pirate age of law mm-hmm. when it comes to Wild West. The, we're in the Wild West. You're right. Yeah, because uh, there's going to be, I, I think there's going to be like fucking, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, kind of manner classes with the internet yeah. here in the future, especially with social media. You're gonna they're gonna teach kids how to talk to people in chats and things like that. Like it's gonna be, you know, just as basic as your ABCs or like yeah. how to say please and thank you and things yeah, my, like that. My nieces are four and five. They know how to operate a cell phone. So yeah, well, they, already, they already know how to. They have computer classes now for uh, little kids that teach them how to create software that to move characters around for like robotics and things yeah. like that. Like oh, because I coding. Dude, but, 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 I would have killed to have that shit as a kid. Oh, yeah, it was typing. Yeah, that's what I was growing had. up. Oh, dude, fucking MySpace. Yeah. What did it teach us? Dude, Basic HTML. I, that's all it was. I'm that's so, all it fucking did. I'm so serious. Thanks to my MySpace, that gave me a leg up in everything that I'm doing today because at a young age, I started to kind of understand big blocks of black and white text and what little dots on this meant and what this bracket here meant and how this connects like okay so this bracket here then this bracket here is one thing so if i modify the text within these brackets is how i can change this dude that was so fascinating Thank for you, me Tom. My yes. first friend. Tom was, <laughs> Tom was a real OG, man. And he's on Facebook now. Oh, I know. That's hilarious. I know. He, well, he loves gonna, it. What's going to happen when little Timmy, who already knows how to do coding at eight years old, grows up and, you, you know, know. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, I feel that there's... We're, we're, going, we're going toward an age, you know, we've at, we're at the information age now, but now we're going into a techocracy, which is kind of scary. Hmm. Um, all right, then. Uh, all right, who's... Uh, well, I... I who leads the techocracy right now? Do you think Google? Google, yeah, and uh, what's Google, Amazon, uh, when Apple, yeah, uh, Microsoft, well, Microsoft, Apple. Yeah. I brought them together. Okay, yeah, but because they would have to be together to f- go against because they are a software company, but they're more hardware than anything. Yeah. But you, but you also brought up that our leaders haven't caught up with you know tech or anything like that no, either. And then and that and that goes into like more problematic legislation such as term limits. Age limits, which I believe should be... I do, too. Should I be agree. Like, if you're over 65, there's no reason for you to be in Congress. No. Uh, I'm pretty sure in other countries they would put you on the field and let you die. <laughs> so, But then little Timmy, that eight-year-old Timmy, is going to grow up to be president one day, and he's going to have all the answers you know, for whatever good, future so, time period. So when we're 65, it's going to be wild watching little Timmy run for president. You See, know why? Because Timmy went on 4chan, followed ISIS for a little bit. That's the thing. <laughs> See, that's the thing, too. We got exposed to all this shit. But, you know, we were the first know, generation that had all that But you know nonsense. what? I, I still feel like there's going to be a little bit of a divide. I don't feel... Like, hear me out here. I honestly don't... Now, I'm not saying anyone in this room is going to have a kid, but I feel like our children are going to be the first generation to really witness any sort of major change. And the reason I say that is because talking about technology, for instance, I'm finding myself, even as as technology literate as I am, I'm finding myself 
all of a sudden kind of going struggling what, what we can do that yeah oh that's available to us and that's the thing about technology it's rapidly changing like yeah and, and i'm not even 30 Shh. yet it can, it can hear you <laughs> yeah it's like i'm not even 30 yet and it's like i'm looking at like what some of these diy youtubers are doing for like like cgi edits and i'm like wait I know you don't. I know you're not working at a studio and make. You can do this at home. Yeah. Like there, there's like so many things that like it's kind of like already flying over my head that I'm kind of sitting here going like, oh. Yeah, it's the oh, Wild man. West, man. So like I still feel that even by the time people of our age are reaching Congress age and getting yeah. into positions of power like that, I feel like by that time and how much more time is going to pass, we're still going to be left behind a little bit. Like yeah. honestly, uh, Snapchat was my app line, and I, it's gonna I be like it. it's gonna be no different than you know our parents, you know, not wanting to latch onto certain things that you know we're it. trying to get them onto. The gap as big as no, 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 like no. let's say your grandparents to you, yeah. or all right, the gap is not going to be as bad. Uh, the biggest hurdle that's going to happen between us and the next generation is ageism, mm -hmm. which is oh you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, oh man, oh man, and then it's going to be violence mm. against children which is deserved <laughs> uh, we're millennials we can say that yeah Gen Z sucks but like, I'm boy from Matilda think, over here I don't think we're gonna have to be like crazy ass cabin dwelling libertarians who are like I can't follow the man I'm off the grid you know yeah some weird techno hippie who's got like <laughs> solar and wind cabin out here in the fucking Joe Blow Hills of Kentucky so which they don't exist. I uh, do. I do find it funny though that like Gen X for the longest time considered like the cool generation, like my mom's generation. Generation you know, kill. Yeah, the one that grew up in the '80s with punk rock and grunge and shit like that. You know, so they were always considered like the chill, laid back generation and like shitting on the millennials, all fucking millennials, this that and the other. And like it took until Gen Z. To start eating Tide Pods and doing all this other bullshit for the millennials as a group to go, That's okay, <laughs> it's time to start fucking some shit up. I, I see, I see, <laughs> but I see stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, Dr. Seuss, this, mm -hmm. Tide Pods, bullshit. Okay. When Generation Z openly does drugs in the street mm -hmm. intravenously, I'll worry. When the next AIDS epidemic mm -hmm. happens through no sexual learnedness, yeah, I'll worry. Yeah, yeah. When they start booting rallying with white supremacists, mm -hmm. then I'll worry about Gen Z. Until yeah. then, eat your fucking Tide Pods, <laughs> play your goddamn Nintendo Switch, go on your TikToks. I don't give a fuck. No, I don't necessarily give but a like, fuck but, either. But, but, but it's but like that, I did find a problem. That's, that's the problem with older generations, especially the boomers. Is mm -hmm. oh you. We why, have the why answers. Why don't you own a house, motherfucker? You're 26 years old. Yeah. Oh, Pull you're, yourself you're, up you're, by your fucking bootstraps. Which is physically impossible. Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you're you're over 30. Why don't you have a wife and a kid? Why aren't you helping the American dream? In mm -hmm. other words, why aren't you creating citizens to tax? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're so, not creating uh, employees for your farm. Yeah. Our generation. Our generation will have the lowest birth rate, probably next to Gen Z. But the bright side is mm -hmm. Gen Z will be intellectually brighter in the long run mm -hmm. compared to your mom's generation and the one before. They, they, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying enlightened. I'm saying learning knowledge 
Oh yeah, because even Mom's generation was more than her generation before. And they had books. They didn't have the internet either. Mm -hmm. Anyone born between 1998 and uh, 1982 Mm -hmm. is in a weird spot. Yeah. Because you're born during the AIDS epidemic Mm -hmm. and before 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. So we've lived through, uh, you're what, 1980? 1987. 1989. Me and you have lived through three recession, recessions. Yep. You've lived through two. Yeah, it was 92. Yeah, that's when that's when the last one ended. Yeah. But you've lived through two recessions. Yeah. We have lived through the invasion of Iraq, mm-hmm. Desert Storm, and we lived through the invasion of Iraq, two. And then the housing market crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the internet bubble. Yep. Mm-hmm. We all lived through mm-hmm. the internet bubble. Mm-hmm. We not have been conscious about it, but... Honestly, I remember that a little bit more than like I'm surprised I do kind of situation. One of my earliest memories when it comes to like news and stuff is Columbine. I remember hearing. Yeah. I remember you hearing about your that changed a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh no. We, we got like Paris, metal detectors and everything, dude. Well, honestly, like that's the weird thing. I remember more of those things than I thought I would. Like when I started kind of like you know getting a little older, doing research and kind of like looking at dates. I remember hearing about that, and I also remember hearing about um, the West Memphis yeah. uh, stuff going on. Like hearing like the hear whispers about it as a kid. I didn't for some reason, even though we were close to West Memphis, Arkansas, too. Like maybe an hour or two away. I heard about it because my grandmother was super Baptist Christian. Uh, so uh huh. So anything that had to do with that, oh, she heard about it. Oh, the devil's coming out. Now he's when making it comes himself to- known. She was one of those people, like. This would be so distasteful today, but she just saw it as like a sign kind of thing. She had a photo printed out that she found online. She didn't make the edit, but she found this photo of it was the Twin Towers with like smoke coming out of it. And within the smoke, someone found like a devil's face. Oh my God, I remember this. This was making the rounds because I grew up in a Bible town too. Yes, she had that and printed it up on the wall with like some caps underneath being like, the devil is the ultimate evil. And it was like, it was meant to be a memorial kind of photo, but like in today's standards, it would be so distasteful. And she had that shit like pinned up on the fucking fridge. So yeah, no, we heard about the fucking West Memphis from her. <laughs> can we talk? Speaking of kids these days, can we talk about how like Satanism is like trendy <laughs> among young kids now? Well, it's, not like, it's not just Satan. It's the idea of treating people fairly, which is the tenet of Satan. Like the Anton LaVey shit. Yeah, not the not the Alistair Al- 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 shit. Al- 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 my way to the whole early gates. Even then, his was even then that time period was like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, but. I'm not worried about the next generation. I'm just worried about what Congress will look like in the next few years. Yeah. Because I grew up as a Republican. Mm -hmm. I'm still registered Republican. However, other Republicans tell me I'm not Republican. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like... The idea of being a Republican has significantly changed. Oh, yeah. Yes. Instead of being fiscally conservative, I have to hate Muslims. Uh I have to hate Mexicans. Mm -hmm. I have to hate blacks. I have to... uh, be pro-life mm-hmm. and pro-America, damn it, <laughs> and anti-welfare for women who get pregnant. Yeah, I have to support the state's rights that allow eleven-year-old girls to be raped and forced to carry a child. Mm-hmm. I have to be okay with that. Yeah, I have that to, has be, to be a little tough to do. I have to obey Christian Sharia law, mm-hmm. and I'm really waiting for that to happen <laughs> <laughs> because the first time they're going to be like Christian law holds above democracy is the first day. I start hitting bitches with rocks. <laughs> Certain women I know, I'm going to hit them with big rocks. Because <laughs> uh, the Bible says I can. Yes. <laughs> 
Bible says I could do all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, <laughs> you were without sin. You had the first stone, right? Yeah. Just saying. And, and, and the whole Bible, basically, like sky cake, is, <laughs> is preventing me from beating you to death with giant rocks. Yeah. It's because I get something at the end. <laughs> sky cake. Sky cake. Sky baklava, motherfucker. <laughs> I want the sky cookies. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes your people. That's why they get rid of your people. <laughs> sky cookies. What a piece of shit. You're not going to heaven. <laughs> not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> this bullet's called Stranger Law, motherfucker. It's coming right for you. No, man. It's just... It's getting to the point where... You know, we see cancel culture, yeah, but we're not seeing the real cancel culture. Mm-hmm. All right, we see people saying, uh, like, the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. is very misconstrued. Mm-hmm. All right, I first, remember you talking about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, at first glance, it's oh, it's pro black. I had my mom, a friend of my mom's, mm-hmm. who I treated like an aunt, mm-hmm. asked me why I voted for Biden. Okay, and I said I can't stand four more years of degradation as society mm-hmm. through a monarchy which is the president yeah. he's yeah. creating an aristocracy slowly yeah oh and lord trump may be in charge of north carolina in the next two years so keep that in mind oh no okay uh, <laughs> i haven't yeah i haven't uh, i haven't heard anything about oh, it's that coming, brother I, 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 yeah so when richard burr to... richard burr voted against voted for uh impeachment of trump he was already out the door I'm, yeah, surprised I'm, scared execute, to, I'm surprised they didn't execute him I'm scared out in fucking Raleigh. I'm scared to ask, go on, but... <laughs> oh, it's, it's, That's it's, a different podcast for a different day. It was semi-stay on track on this. We're doing pretty good so far. Yeah, but, I want to avoid the team name at all possible. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought we were going to talk about Kiss and WandaVision, huh, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> tune into our new podcast, Political Plutonium, with Chris Morrison and whoever the fuck you can stand it. <laughs> that would be a cool podcast, Political Plutonium. Ooh, there, that, I like that name. That's cool. cool. I agree. I come up with great names. <laughs> uh, but what I grew up as a Republican no longer exists. Yeah, no, I know it doesn't. And it causes a lot of arguments between like me and my dad now. Even the idea of being a patriot has been skewed. Like, even my uncle, you've met him. Mm-hmm. He's even said, yeah, it sounds like you're a Democrat. And guess what? I probably fucking am now. But I'm still going to be registered as a Republican, yeah. just because. But. And honestly, like getting to know you, because again, we, we all kind of come from that Bill Burr kind of mentality of jokes are jokes, get a fucking thick skin. But, but, it's but like, also a common but, sense mentality. Exactly. Yeah. But so it's like I know you as you, and I would honestly, I've always kind of considered you a Democrat with like the way you think and the way you honestly feel on things. Because again, we all may shit talk, but it's like when it comes down to it, the way you feel is like I. I honestly put it in that regard, especially with the way exactly what you're saying. But, but I uh, being up, a Republican is not the same as it used to I be also, anymore. I also grew up with, you know, you did too, the fear of Muslims. For like, through uh, like 9-11. Your pa- like yeah. your parents had that. that through 9-11, there was definitely phobia. panic in like uh, West Tennessee. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, look, look, I was oh, in South man, Carolina at the time. For the Piggly Wiggly, brother. Because there were no Arab, because <laughs> we didn't have any Arabic students uh, where I was going to school or anything like that either. No, no and I was in South Carolina at the time. I lived in Gaffney in 2001. Yeah. So I was in the middle of bumfuck no. I was next to an airport. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. When that day happened, Mom pulled me out of school because uh, there was a rumor or something that, like, Charlotte may be attacked. And that and we were, and Gaffney was still close enough to Charlotte yeah. to where that we could have felt some sort of a fallout. Yeah. So she just wanted to have me just in case but, kind of thing. So it's like, no, I... So it, y'all being teenagers getting that instilled in you, I was younger without yeah. any sort of world knowledge with that kind of fear getting instilled in me. I think that was 
That was junior high. Was I was in sixth grade. grade. I was in sixth grade. I was in fourth. Yeah. But when I was in sixth grade, uh, my teacher was a transplant teacher from Uh North Ireland who knew what the word terrorism meant. Uh And when the first plane hit, she said, this is a terrorist attack. And then she sat there for the next three hours before school ended and explained to us in detail the dangers of terrorism. Oh, wow. Because she knew what an Irish car bomb was, not the drink. <laughs> no, our, ours was kind of, ours was chill, but like, if it was a movie, you could definitely make it like, you know, intense. Because I was just chilling in school. I forget what we were doing that day. A lot of us day. were just, just yeah, watching but, history on TV. Yeah, yeah, just whatever the fucking class was. And then it was like, you know, uh, Matthew Patterson, please come to the office. Your parents are here few more minutes you know andrew please come to the office your parents are here and then like five or six in it's like alex please tell, come to the office your your mother is we here that. we were on total lockdown oh no we didn't have lockdown it, it was all of a sudden people just started going home and it's like after the third person was called to the office that's when all the whispers started happening like what's going on yeah it's like everyone just started kind of going like what's going on what why is he getting sent home? Are the reptilians attacking? Well, no, we, we were talking like we were like Red saying dog. we were saying stuff like because we had heard kids getting sent home, you know, before, and it's like we knew they were like fight starters or something like that. So we'd hear like so and so, please come to the office. Your parents are here, and we get like the ooh because we knew like a few classes down, they probably fought or whatever. Yeah. But it's like three or four in a row, and it was like. What, was there a big fight? Like, we all started kind of questioning it. Then it was like, one person got called, and I remember me and a buddy were like, there's no way he was in a fight. <laughs> um, I, think we were, I think we were in my social studies class uh, throughout most of the day, and then we got moved to the gym. Yeah. And then uh, I forget how long we were even in there, but school just stopped, and everybody just kind of scrambled to yeah. figure out what the next move was. And it's weird now just being in 2021, coming out of, slowly coming out of a pandemic. All these, all these years, man. Yeah, all these historical events in our lifetime. I don't and, like it. And, and, and it's weird because it's like, again, to circle back to the beginning of the episode, you know, one of the things we, you know, liked doing on this show was talking about, you know, what we're kind of doing in our day to day life. And it's like this last week was like, at least for me, the first time I've actually been able to get out and like experience a bit of like life again. And it's, and it's a little felt bit of weird. Normality, I know it. Yeah, because it's like uh, the other few nights ago, we ran out to Heist uh, to catch. We went um, to go see a show. Yeah, we got to go see live music. We got to see uh, the, uh, we got to see Wilma and uh, the Walbers. My lips the entire time kept wanting to say, now I can't say it now. Wahlburgers. Uh, yeah, I kept wanting to say Wahlburgers the entire time. And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Mark, Mark Wahlberg and Don. Yes. So, yeah, so we got to see those guys. And it was just, it was so nice being like in a crowd and hearing music again and like all that. And it was kind of odd being in a group of people again a like group of people i don't know and it's like everyone was saying separated everyone kind of kept in their own pockets it wasn't that different from a typical show yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. everyone, everyone kind of stayed in their own cliques and didn't really talk to any other people but at that point it felt like a real show cap cap and i we were just off in the corner hanging out with our folks and got to see some good live music and it just and hanging out afterward and kind of just talking and going well what when's the next show you know that kind of stuff and makes it kind of like slowly making those plans and everyone kind of being genuinely curious about like what everyone's been up to like there was someone that like i just started talking to this it was after cap left i started talking to this random dude and we were just like clicking having fun the entire time and he was like what's your name i was like alex but most people just call me stiff he goes 
wait a minute. And like looked at my lapel, which I had a villain's pin. He goes, you're in the villains. Oh my God. No, I know you guys. Uh, and he, he even name dropped you. He goes, I know your bass is Cap. I've talked to him before. And wait, like, was it? I forget his name. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, but he was like friends with DJ and all of them too. He said he tried out for uh, the Wallburns at one point over at Steve's studio. Okay. I wasn't there for that then. He but said you were there. Between. Oh, Ooh, you know, okay. Yeah, Guy around our age. Yeah, he was a bass player probably, Lived, I think. Yep, yep yeah. lived out of town. I could, yeah, I think I gave If him he's a, listening to this, I'm so sorry that I forgot your name, but hey, I'm giving you so many props and saying you're a nice guy, so there's at least that for you. Yeah, that's right, because we tried to uh, teach him how to play bass, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, so, so I just started talking to that guy randomly, and I was like, yeah, I'm in the feelings. He goes, oh, fuck. And all of a sudden, he like started interviewing me. He's like, when's the next record? How was the last one? Oh, how was the recording process? No, tell him. Like, he, he was literally saying stuff like, tell me more. And I'm just nice. like, oh, wow, this is weird people are actually interested so it's it's been nice just kind of getting back out again and like i even savored the moment like after everyone kind of split and left cap was already fucking off doing his own thing and i'm like fuck it no i'm just gonna go downtown i'll walk down to where the bus station or the uh, the train station was i took the train back downtown i just walked the city for like a good maybe 30 minutes i didn't have my headphones and it's just i walked around some because it was finally warm out it's been fucking cold lately and i hadn't wanted to get out of the house and it was just it was nice on like a friday night being out late again and it's semi-warm we got to hang out with friends hear some music and it's like i think that's part of the reason i'm in a pretty decent mood today is like I'm still kind of riding on that high of like getting that sonic energy and just finally being around people and feeling some sort of everything's normality gonna be okay. to I knew everything was gonna be fine, but it's still the thing of like you're you're living in it. And there's a certain amount of Groundhog's Day that happens where it's like it's the same shit, different week. You know, it's like so being able to finally get a taste of shit that. We're coming up close to literally a year of our album release, like a couple weeks away. Yeah. Like, seriously, by the time this episode drops, like a week or two away, you know, from like everything shutting down for us. So, like, having it almost be a year to the day to being able to finally do some stuff has been, it's been a fucking journey. It's weird to talk about that kind of thing and uh, bring it back to like the talk. Because we actually never really discussed it much aside from, well, yeah, we're doing we're, this, so it's like now we're kind of on the opposite end of it, able to kind of process it a little bit so more. So now it's kind of like, now what? Yeah, it's like we're definitely not out of the weeds yet. We're not able to fully do everything we want to do, but it's like it feels like for the first time this year, for the full year we've been in lockdown, it feels like there's some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, bring it back to like the tech talk earlier, that's only going to add to every goddamn thing now. Dude, that was the thing we were talking about. It's like, you know, Think about how much these venues now know about technology, how much all these places learned how to record audio and video and do live streams. I'm excited for the possibility of us going to a venue and them going, hey, we offer soundboard recordings now, or we we offer to film your show for an extra couple bucks. Dude, I'm going to be eating that shit up, and I really cross my fingers, and I hope that venues take that kind of stuff or hopefully sound guys think, that learned see, how to uh, do it. I guess it's like a renaissance of that. I hope so. I think so. I think it would be great. Because the industry basically took a year off and I'm sure they didn't really take a year off and they spent a lot of time figuring out what the next move is. And I'm sure a lot of that at, was spent at home figuring out all the tech things they need to do for promo and for sound and for anything else they need it for. For business and, you know, yeah. I think we're going to see, we'll see a a new model for better or worse tech wise but we'll see something different i think yeah and like I, a, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say it's like you know, and the reason I even say light at the end of the tunnel is like you know, there's a few states even around us like South Carolina that like they're basically rolling like nothing's happened at this point now. For me personally, I think that's a bit too extreme. I still think we need to be a little careful. Do you like Texas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. South Carolina is acting like Texas right now, where they're just like fuck everything. Do you think we'll get even get an official announcement that COVID nineteen is gone for good? No, because H one N one still around. Um, COVID nineteen is a permanent thing. However, you know, it's going to be like the flu. It's going to mm-hmm. be like the cold. You know, eventually it will get to that point. And hundred years down the road. Be another one. Be something different. And now they're putting in, uh, well, they're getting teams together to figure out what uh, pandemic prevention, you know. We had that. Did you know that? We had that back in We uh, did, but nobody, you know. No, we had that. And then a guy who's about about the color of a nectarine got rid of it. Yeah. That's why H1N1 didn't ravage our fucking country back in 2010. God, I remember (laughs) that shit. Swine flu. Oh, the swine flu. That's right. Piggy I, flu. All right. And, and here, uh, to, to, kind of t- pull, to, to kind of pull it away a little bit from that, but just when you mentioned uh, swine flu, it reminded me, do y'all remember the Peter Pan peanut butter recall around that yep. same time period? Yep. Uh, Vaguely. Okay. So here's the mentality of the family in which we have no longer any connections to, but the family which we were living with in South Carolina, my stepfather at we the time. We don't eat peanut butter with a homosexual on it. Uh, <laughs> They, my grandparents at the time, saw the report, and now they were huge Peter Pan eaters. And now, the, the, and now you know the grandparents that, like, when they go to the store, they don't get, like, one or two of something. They get, like, five. And they've, and Yeah, and they've got, like, the pantry full of, like, the exact same thing. They're never going to run out of, like, specific things. That yeah, kind and that's, of thing. And, and, and that's a good idea. However, there are some things you don't need. You don't need seven bottles of ketchup. No. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, would, they would have, like... Coupon like a motherfucker. Yes, <laughs> that, that, they were that kind of thing. But the, but they were also the super simple southern type. They, oh, we, we, we eat biscuits and gravy and Here liver mush for every meal, that kind of thing. I wasn't every meal, but I literally like breakfast for dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, but that's the kind of stuff they lived on all the time. Like cornbread was at every meal. I mean, heavy starch, heavy salty meat. All that phosphorus kind of. and salt. You know, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Walk, mm-hmm. Walk, walking, yeah. With, walking with a waddle. You know, got a nice little picture painted here. They see that report, and I remember I was at their house when the report came on, and I knew they eat a lot of Peter Pan. And they were even saying, like, check the bottom of the cans because the numbers ending between, you know, 85 and 95, all of those batches are bad. Whatever the numbers were, they gave you the key to look at. And I remember turning to her. I was like, don't we need to go check? And she's like, ah, we'll be fine. You get salmonella. (laughs) (laughs) But that was the mentality of, like, that kind of folk. And it's like, and that's the kind of, and that sort of mentality hasn't changed. No. People are still like that for different things. And yeah. I think that's the kind of thing that worries me the most. Even guys our age are yeah. like that. Yeah. Not me, but other things are trying to kill me. But <laughs> well, well, yeah, I'm not saying like specifically like a food recall, but just like little things like that that could like be important. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'll be fine. And, and I see that kind of same thing happening with like specific states that are like completely getting rid of everything like South Carolina. That's why I'm like... Y'all are going a little too far. I wish North Carolina would kind of let us stretch our wings a little bit more. But, like, apparently everything underneath North Carolina does not give a fuck anymore. Period. Because I, I, I actually I was talking with some folks on Friday, and they were from uh, Georgia. And they were like, oh, no, Georgia's just like South Carolina right now. Yeah. I was like, fucking really? And then I knew Florida doesn't give a fuck either. So I'm like, well. They don't give a fuck about do, 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 do. <laughs> Florida needs to be like. 
It's kind of like how you know how Texas wants to. They parties uh, during F five hurricanes. Yeah. Yes. So Florida never gave a fuck. No. It's kind of like how Texas wants to secede and become its own nation. Florida just needs to go ahead and. No, do that, that was California. California, California wants too. To Texas talks brings it up every. Well, I hear stories every, about every how, election. Every election, Texans bring yeah. it up. Secession. Not Texas, but Texans, and by yeah. Texans, I mean we. Yeah, I was Texans. gonna say the, the, the difference is, is Texans bring it up. California tries putting it on the books. Every California's so often. like, hey man, we want to be our own thing. Yeah, but California actually tries pushing the paperwork every so often. But Texas just the, keeps going. We're going to do it. Out of all, yeah. the state, we're going to do it. Out of all the states, California could support itself. Yeah, because its GDP is higher than most European nations. But, well, well, as a little wrap up on this, you know, uh, um, what, what did we say earlier? Something real for something you. Something real for you. <laughs> Let, let's go down that rabbit hole. What would happen? If California did secede, and now we are down to officially forty-nine states, America America will invade California and repatriate it. You think that a, would happen within less than a year? Yes. Why do you think so? Because losing a state mm-hmm. is the biggest shame mark a country could have. Yeah, but how big of shame would that look if we just invaded it? Oh, I feel I feel like that would be. It would be a. Iraq invasion. Well, it would, yeah, it would be like all the all the major military bases. But in it would California. be like a civil war. It would be on U.S. territory, U.S. soil. I would see a bigger problem in Texas if Texas. I like, think so. Like, yeah, let's say Texas seceded, mm-hmm. which is more likely because at one time they were their own nation. Mm-hmm. There's a hit. Yeah, and that's the thing that they history. rally behind is that history. So, in Texas, you have Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fort Hood, Texas is large. It's about the size of Fort Worth. First thing that would have to happen He's is... He's like, ah, here's the history lesson. Well, no, 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 I'm going to say, like, you would have to evacuate U.S. soldiers in Fort Hood. That'd be like evacuating a city. Right. Okay, let's say we let's say we did that. Let's say secession took three months. They formed their own government, provisional mm-hmm. government. Well, that provisional government's going to need a military because they border a foreign country mm-hmm. you know how many Texans you know how many Texans would sign up oh, oh dude yeah. oh I'm not worried about that I am worried about the collateral damage at the border totally because now you are bordering a country whose government is beholden to a criminal organization mm-hmm. okay now that's a large stretch of border going from Mexico like from El Paso to the Rio Grande yeah that's a large not a border now let's say texas texas becomes super retroactive about border crossings mm-hmm. and starts murdering people on the border okay now we have a war at the yeah. south border that not only threatens texas a new sovereign nation mm-hmm. but now it takes now it threatens albuquerque uh, new mexico arizona california uh nevada you know now now that's going to affect and now the Oklahoma. gulf will become the next persian gulf because what's in the gulf oil yeah mm-hmm. so the only reason reason people don't attack oil stations in the Gulf is because Fort Hood's right there. Fort Hood can e- like immobilize and destroy anything that tries to attack yeah. a fucking oil tanker. Mm-hmm. So I see it more as um, it's a very stupid thing to happen. <laughs> yeah. So for, like the government has really set itself up to prevent civil war mm. in a large scale. Yeah. Since 1865, yeah. Uh, even the idea of set pulling it out there let's say legislators in texas tried to write in a provisional measure mm-hmm. to begin secession all those people would be rounded up by the federal government and put in prison mm-hmm. because it's against the secession act mm-hmm. uh kind of like the laws are going to put against those people on january 6th who tried to invade the capital yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Um, because any talk of that, we have a zero tolerance policy. Right. It gets brought up quite a bit, though. Yeah, it does. Uh, and, because, that's fine, and, that's, and that's covered under free speech. Yeah. Now, and, they're talking about what they're saying is a fire in the theater. They're not yelling fire in the theater, though. They're right. thinking, hey, what would happen if there was a fire in the theater? You can't. You can talk about that all you want. It's kind of like say why well, you can't say bomb on a fucking airplane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you can think about a bomb. You can think about the bomb all goddamn day long. <laughs> Insurrection. But, as soon but as if you, you start yelling, it, I'm a cuff. I got a bomb. Blah blah blah. They're going to shoot you in the fucking head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what, I can tell you what would happen though. Uh, as soon as the it gets quelled, uh, uh, federal mandates will come hard on Texas and probably knock it down a peg. Yeah. They'll probably get some get rid of some of their nationalist laws they have for like Texas oil. Yeah. Um greatly reduce their GDP, probably knock down their financial status mm. from like fifth in the country to about fourteenth. I was gonna say. <laughs> like the, the like it's it's a way to dry out a whole state and if they if they if they think about doing something stupid. <laughs> if you of, even think about doing something stupid. Well, like they did it to Louisiana uh, uh-huh. a long time ago when they created the whole uh, age limits for alcohol. Mm-hmm. Louisiana's held strong for the longest time at 18 okay and the department of transportation said okay you want drunk you want kids who are 18 to drive and have the ability to buy alcohol we won't give you any more money for roads and that's why louisiana has the worst roads in the world wow yep. history lesson with chris morrison huh. <laughs> political plutonium motherfucker <laughs> That would be a fun podcast, but I don't know who I would talk to. About. <laughs> yeah, really. It's just you just like cursing in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just, well, I was going to say, we, we, could re, we could just reformat it and make it like, like an Alex lessons. Jones parody. No. I wouldn't want to do that. That would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> no. I don't, I'm not big and red. <laughs> well, you don't, we, you don't we want to make it big and red. You don't want the golden mic? <laughs> no, I don't have a golden mic like Rush. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I would love to do a history podcast. I think it would be fun. Yeah. We just, I just don't know any other history buffs. Uh, you can, can just ask me questions it's like, see yeah and then just let you roll I could see you doing like deep dives like my, fucking... my voice would only be in the intro be like Chris now if Texas were to secede from the US let me tell you about the Nebraska Missouri Act and that's <laughs> the last time you would hear me for an hour and a half <laughs> and then it just does that goes down to like how if William Howard, if William Howard Taft hadn't ran for president we would have destroyed the Nazis it's the like, Nazis wouldn't have existed <laughs> it's like what the fuck? But, but, but I, honestly, I think it would be funny if we did that and I've like pre-recorded my voice each time. <laughs> Just like think of like 10 different questions. Be like, Chris, tell me about yada yada. Or Chris, or, tell or, me about yada yada. And then use the exact same audio piece at the end. You know how we have like, you know, the ending tags anyway. It would just be my voice going, huh, well, that's interesting. Tune in next week. <laughs> like It would be the exact same thing. However he wanted to end it, it would just be my voice. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I feel like we've learned a lot today. Tune in next week. The more, you, the more you know with Chris Morris. No, be like, be like how you talked about, you know, the hypothetical scenario with Texas. Call it what if. Oh, what if history? I, 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 what I, if history? I, I, I've done that a lot. What if history? Oh man, I love doing that. Oh my god, that'd be kind of fun too. What if history Wednesdays? Well, before we wrap this on up, I figured it's time for us to go ahead and dig on into our Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. Right-wing news organizations tell me about the reptilians and the problem with the Jews. <laughs> what you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? 
I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ran down a rabbit hole. <laughs> You're fine. Cap, what the hell have you been listening to? Man, I've been listening to... Uh, a new release by some uh, locals here, David Taylor and the Tall Boys. They just released their first single, Get Me Drunk. Get Me Drunk, goddammit! Take just... advantage of me, their second <laughs> album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's just I've seen these band, this band play a, a bunch of times. I've seen the last these bands as plans. <laughs> these bands as plans, I know it. <laughs> I'm all caught up in what-if history. <laughs> But uh, it's pretty much like Hank Williams Jr. style country music and things like that. So, uh, and they play around. They're going to be playing Charlotte around, uh, a lot when things open back up. They're a great little honky talk man. Definitely check out. Uh, honky check them out. Yes, that's what I've been listening to this week. Hell yeah, Chris! What the hell have you been listening to, sir? Actually, nothing, man. My fucking my fucking job doesn't allow me to wear headphones. <laughs> bullshit. That's some bullshit, yeah. man. That sucks. I know, but uh, you know. I can't really do nothing about it. Keep I, it real. Keep it real goes wrong, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, no, I mean, I just listen to the podcast on the way here. Mm-hmm. I listen to ours. You know, yeah, yeah. Man, you know, get a feel for it. Well, but, then how about this? We'll, we'll go off the books. What is an album you recommend people check out then? Not necessarily one you've just been digging on, but like Led one. Led Zeppelin 2? No, I mean, uh, I gotta, I gotta recommend that Please Please album, man. Okay. Yeah, it sounded like it. It sounds great for me because yeah, yeah. the whole synth and everything matched mm-hmm. up great. And it's, it's kind of got the Coldplay feel to it okay. a little bit. I'm not a big Coldplay fan, but I do like that sound. Right. I can see that. Um, I don't know. There's a, a handful of other ones. Um, please, please put out a live video this, uh, this past week of this of us recording this. That's really good. Yeah, uh, I know uh, it's a little older, but Lucifer Two. Yeah, album, mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite one. Yeah, that's, that's always a great album. Go to uh, the Dahmers. The, the other album, the one you didn't cover, uh, in the basement. Oh yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a really good album. Okay. Yeah, because uh, after I listened to the y'all's Dahmers episode, I mm-hmm. went back and went about their catalog and got the next album, and it was just. It was really good. Well, well, might need to do a follow-up episode. Check that record out. Totally. called the Ripper, and it's so fucking good. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And honestly, for me, I've been uh, I've been getting back into a little bit of a Bowie kick, and so it's a little bit of a cheat. But I honestly like Mom used to have this record specifically, just the best of Bowie. It's a primarily blue background yep. with like different tiles of like his face that all kind of like formed to make like a Frankenstein version of his face. That one specifically just. It has the most bang for buck, you know, songs on it. It's only missing two songs that I love that weren't on it, which is Starman and a Life on Mars. That's not on the greatest How hits. Need- Those two songs How are not are- on the greatest hits. This version of the greatest hits. Okay. But it's got literally like everything else from like Space Odyssey, uh, Space Oddity, Changes, Surfer Get City, Ziggy, Gene Genie, well, Rebel uh, Rebel. Well, Queen did that. They had two greatest hits, and one didn't have We Will Rock You. And yeah. we were the champions, and the other one was like the deep cuts. But yeah. then they still had like uh, like it had bright and fucking rock on there. Like no yeah. one likes that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I'm kind of like attached to this one because of like the song layout and shit like that. Because it's like I'm used to hearing these songs in this sequence because it was Mom's CD and she loved listening to Bowie like in car rides and shit like that. So it's like I'm used to hearing the songs in a certain sequence. So it's like I love this record specifically. But one I've got to also kind of pull to was when I was putting Life on Mars in this playlist specifically because it didn't have it. I just typed in David Bowie, Life on Mars, search. That way I can just find like, you know, maybe like a better remastered version. I like doing that when there's been like a bunch of re-releases. And there's a 2016 mix. And I was like, well, I'll check this one out. And it was a lot more crisp. And I'm like, oh shit, this is a really good mix. And I was listening to it and I slowly started realizing, I was like, huh, this is missing a few layers. 
It didn't have any drums, very little guitar, and it was primarily string and piano. Like they took out all the other layers to it. So it's like kind of a stripped down, like almost beautiful version of Life on Mars. And it's a remix. Okay. So this was like all the um, tracks from that session that they it, just kind of tweaked. It's They kind of did the Ramones remastered thing. Okay. Uh, you know what? The acoustic tracks is basically just the acoustic that they put on that song and Joey's voice from the track and then stripped everything else off of it. Yeah. They just stripped most of the guitar and the drum off this track. So it's just a lot more orchestral and like really focuses on his voice more and everything else. And it's probably the best version of Life on Mars I've heard. So that one is on that out. that's on the legacy uh record. Uh this uh Bowie Legacy with the red font. Okay. So that that one's on a different one. That's exclusively for that version. And I'll play it for you guys at the end of the show here. We're finally wrapping up. But if you enjoy Chris, and I know you do, which is why we have him back on this show over and over, make sure and sign up to our Patreon for only $1 a month. You get two extra shows a month, including every Tuesday an episode of The Couch (laughs) Brotatoes. In addition to You Gotta Hear This, which Chris guests on once a month now, which kind of plays into what his little uh, his little joke uh, with us earlier, Led Zeppelin Two, because we just recorded his You Gotta Hear This earlier. So definitely check out You Gotta Hear This. Yes, because once a month we're now because at this point now once a month we're going to visit a Led Zeppelin record out of Chris's recommendation, and we're just going to roll that for as long he as long as he feels we should. (laughs) Absolutely. And for everything else on that, yeah, just sign up for that and click on the Discord. Sign up for that. It's really fun. It's a good way to stay connected with all of us here at the network. And we even ask questions in there for different topics that we ought to do. So sign up, hang out with us. And damn it, Captain, you have an outro. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. <laughs> sign up for our Discord and Patreon. We'll keep it real for you. Keeping it real. Shout right out to Discord, though. Uh-huh. Give me an, ask me a question, uh-huh. and I'll do a whole episode based on that question. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com/somethinggoodnetwork.